0: Today on the first 40 miles, I'm going to share a little trail wisdom that I picked up from an airplane magazine. Next, the top five reasons why wearing pants is a great idea.
1: Do we really need five reasons to wear pants?
0: Well, anyway, on the Summit Gear Review, we'll show you a quick way to make fire. On the Backpack Hack of the Week, you'll save some grams and gain some peace of mind with disposable documents and we'll wrap up the show with a little trail wisdom from our good friend on the trail pulitzer prize-winning poet wallace stevens all this and that's about it today on the first 40 miles while i was on a southwest airlines flight a few years ago I picked up their in-flight magazine, and there was a two-page spread that had a quote on it that I just fell in love with. It said, if you know four notes, teach someone who knows three. And I love that philosophy, and I think that's something that I really enjoyed about this podcast. I'm a beginner, and I'm able to share the things that I learn with beginners also,
1: Yeah, we're not exactly the experts, and uh, our hope is to just stay one step ahead of everyone who's listening and sharing the stuff that we're just finding out about, that we think uh, is important to the experience, and, and share that with people who are just one step behind us in their backpacking experience. We're getting ready for a family backpacking trip to the Redwoods. One of the things we're looking at right now is the weather forecast. Uh, We're pretty close to the trip, so we're starting to see the 10-day forecast. uh, So that's not entirely dependable, but we're starting to watch it and decide how to tweak our itinerary based on that forecast. We're going to be backpacking with four kids who range from elementary school to high school age. So we have to be aware of the weather conditions that we're going to face that yeah you know if it was just the two of us we might say okay no matter what comes even if it rains 100% of the time we're outfitted we're prepared away we go but we're bringing our kids along and we got to make sure that that we're prepared for the weather conditions and that we expose them to conditions that are appropriate to what they can handle so yeah we're just a step ahead of anyone else who might be doing this and we don't know all the answers but we've been kind of looking at it it looks like It's going to rain on our travel day on Monday, and it's probably going to rain part of Tuesday. Uh, Then it's going to lighten up a little bit for a couple days, and then it'll start raining again towards the end of the week uh, as we start traveling home or before we start traveling home. So we're trying to figure all that out and figure out um, how we can provide a good experience for the kids.
0: So if you know four notes, teach someone who knows three I've had an opportunity to apply that principle recently. I was just asked to be a regional assistant girls camp leader and was asked to teach some girls survival skills. And I had the opportunity last week to really just dump as much information into my brain as I could and then share it with these two youth leaders who in turn will be teaching 120 girls at girls camp. So we found a park um, in town in the rain. We set up, set up a line between two trees using the knots that the girls knew. We set up a hammock underneath it and we really had a fun time. The girls both were really familiar with those reality survival TV shows and so uh, they actually knew a lot of stuff already.
1: Well, it's great that you got outside. I mean, you're teaching outdoor skills
0: Yeah, it was a lot of fun. In fact, we came up with a nickname for ourselves. They decided they wanted to be the Bear Girls, and girls is spelled G-Y-R-L-L-S. That was (laughs) (laughs) cute. (laughs) So anyway, if you know four notes, don't feel like you have nothing to share. Share what you know and teach someone who knows three. I mean, we're all at different skill levels, and it's just exciting to share what you know and we can all benefit each other. You know, all this talk about girls camp has got me thinking back to my days as a 12 to 18 year old girl. And every year I went to our church's girls camp. Well, I had the same camp leader for all the years that I went. And she had the rule at camp that you could not wear shorts. I just thought that was the most ridiculous, restrictive idea, and it bothered me every single year. And every year, the girls griped, and we complained, and we begged to be able to wear shorts, but uh, she never relented. (laughs) So now that I'm older and much taller, I see the wisdom in her decision. So... Today's top five list is the top five reasons to wear pants. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it really is tempting in the summertime to go ultra lightweight with your clothes and to wear those shorts, the shorty shorts. But you might be missing out on some of the benefits of pants on the trail. Are you Ooh. ready for number one?
1: Yeah, I'm ready. I, I want to hear what you have to say.
0: Okay. Number one is... Is mosquito control. You can spray yourself with off. You can spray your skin, you know, with like DEET or you know those um, just spray-on bug sprays. But there is a mosquito repellent that only works on clothing, and it's called permethrin. And you spray it on fabric, and it's a mosquito repellent that lasts for a long time. So it's not even something you could spray on your skin. It's only for clothing.
1: Okay, and so if you're wearing pants, you can put permethrin on your pants, uh, therefore protecting your lower legs from mosquito bites.
0: Correct, you'll be covered.
1: What's number two?
0: The number two reason to wear pants on the trail is for sun protection. Some ultra-light hikers choose to wear long-sleeve shirts plus pants just for that consistent sun protection. Also, if you're wearing pants, it may keep you cooler because they can wick away the moisture. So in those hot temperatures, if you're wearing light-colored pants, that's a really great way to protect yourself from the sun.
1: Yeah, makes sense. You'd want to wear lightweight pants so they're not trapping all the heat in, but uh, do protect you from the sun. And yeah, possibly wick moisture. Maybe that would help.
0: The number three reason to wear pants on the trail is for versatility. I remember when I got haircuts from my mom when I was a girl, she would always say, you can cut it shorter, but you can't cut it longer. So same thing with pants. You can always shorten pants, but you can't lengthen shorts. So if you have pants, and they even make those pants that you can zip off and turn into shorts, the uh, the hybrid.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, really, if you want the best of both worlds, go for the convertible pants. Right. So then you can make them shorter. And the nice thing is that you can turn around and make them longer again. You can put the legs back on.
0: Exactly. I remember a couple times on the trail where I didn't take off the short part. I would just unzip it to kind of ventilate and cool things down. Oh, okay. So I liked that option of the convertible pants.
1: Yeah, just the ability to ventilate. Right. Okay.
0: That was really helpful. So the number four reason to wear pants on the trail is for safety. Now, I've never really been in an area with ticks at least not that I know of, but I've read that you can actually tuck your pants into your socks and that will help keep the ticks from climbing up your socks uh, and eating your legs. <laughs> 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 Whatever ticks do, they attach yeah, themselves. Yeah, they just attach themselves and start <laughs> sucking blood. Oh, fun.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> really.
0: Well, anyway, you can tuck your pants into your socks.
1: Yeah, I guess for me, safety is probably the strongest reason um, for wearing pants. And I like the fact that they protect my legs from all the scratches, the rocks, and the briars and the roots and stuff that I might bump into.
0: You know, I'm guessing that was our girls' camp leader. Um, that was her reason for wearing, having us wear pants. Mm-hmm. It's just for safety.
1: Fewer runs to the first aid booth,
0: right? <laughs> and we were in Eastern Washington, so I'm sure there were rattlesnakes out there. But um, yeah, it was just kind of dry, a little, a little bit more deserty than us Western Washington girls were used to, so...
1: Yeah, I wonder how much protection the pants would provide from the rattlesnakes. (laughs) Yeah,
0: I I don't know. I doubt. I'm not sure
1: either. But definitely just from the the scratches and and scrapes and stuff.
0: Right. Well, the number five reason to wear pants on the trail is that pants are a multi-use device. Pants could be a source of extra fabric. You could use it as a pre-filter, um, as a bandage if you needed to, and worst case scenario, you can even use your pants as a flotation device. Cool. Very cool. In fact, you probably did something like that when you were in scouts. You know, we have to tie a knot in the legs and shake it out. And
1: Yeah, I was terrible at that <laughs> stuff. I, anything that involved water and swimming. But yeah, that was part of, uh, I think, the swimming merit badge, if not the life-saving merit badge jump in, pull your pants off, inflate them while you're, you know, <laughs> treading water and uh, and then use it as a, as a flotation device. That
0: really is worst case scenario. Oh
1: boy. Some people can do it.
0: <laughs> well, anyway, now you have five reasons to wear pants on the trail.
1: Well, I know there are people who are diehard shorts wearers. I mean, these are the people who like they live in Minnesota and even in the wintertime, they're wearing shorts. It's just who they are. <laughs> like pants never go on these people. So I did think of a couple of reasons to wear shorts. Go for uh, you it. You know, situations where shorts would really be the thing to have. Um, and, and one is kind of a, uh, I don't know, it, it's heat. And so as we talked about, pants provide protection from sunburn. And they could provide wicking capability. On the other hand, there's nothing more ventilating than just having nothing on your legs. And so, yeah, when it's hot outside, I think shorts are going to be more comfortable. Although I would say in the summer, you know, hot environments, the pants that I would wear would be very lightweight, nylon hiking pants. So they wouldn't, it's not like wearing jeans, it's not that heavy and stuffy, but the shorts would still probably be a cooler option uh, in the heat. I don't know for sure. But my number two reason for shorts is when you have to do some wading through, uh, say, a stream or something, Um, you've got to do a river crossing or whatever. Well, uh, if you've got shorts, then your legs are going to dry off very quickly after you go through the water. If you're wearing pants, uh, you're going to be weighted down for a while until your pants dry out. Again, having good quick-dry hiking pants is going to be way better than wearing jeans. And so they will dry out fairly quickly. But compared to just wearing shorts and not getting them wet at all, big difference. Uh, so there were a couple of things I thought of, and I'd kind of be interested in hearing from our listeners who are in that diehard shorts crowd as to like what it is that's so great about always wearing shorts. Um, So, you know, we've shared a few reasons for wearing pants. Uh, There's probably some good reasons for wearing shorts too.
0: Well, there is one other option. If you don't want to wear pants and you don't want to wear shorts, there is the hiking skirt. Hmm. And that's something I really explored a lot lately because it's convertible. There's a skirt called the Maccabee and it's a hiking skirt and there's a latch in the back and kind of a, I guess, a attachment in the front where you can pull the back up to the front and it makes basically um, makeshift pants. So these are becoming, this Maccabee skirt is becoming more and more popular because you get the, I guess, the comfort of a skirt and also the functionality of the pants and you can even snap it up further and make shorts. It's maccabee.com, macab icom and there are different lengths of skirts and um, different ways to actually wear the skirt. Very comfortable, quick drying. It dries in about two hours. Again, a really great alternative to pants or shorts.
1: Well, that's a cool option to consider. Um, are, are you going to be reviewing that skirt in a later episode? Yes. Okay, great. I will. Be. So <laughs> we won't uh, spill all the beans. I
0: don't want to spoil the surprise. Now, but
1: uh, a, yeah, great, versatile option to use that's a little different than just constraining yourself to either shorts or pants. Right. I wanted to mention one more thing, and it has to do with layering, uh, because I think it's important to just remember how layering works and why it's important. Uh, Your pants are for protection from the elements, not for insulation. So you should wear a base layer for insulation, and that gives you the flexibility so that when it's a cold day, you'll wear base layer for insulation, Plus lightweight hiking pants for protection from the elements, protecting you and also protecting your base layer. On a warm day, you don't wear the base layer and you still have the lightweight hiking pants protecting you from the elements but not making you hot because they're not insulating. So it's, it's really useful to use those layers appropriately, uh, use them together, and then you have all that flexibility. Whether you need insulation or not, whether you need protection from the elements or not, you don't always have to have both in one item because you've split it into layers.
0: Let's talk about fire. Sounds fun. For today's Summit Gear review, we're going to be reviewing the Bic Mini Lighter. The Bic Mini Lighter is about two-thirds the size of a regular lighter, so it'll fit perfectly in your 10 essentials. It has a kid-proof feature on it that was quickly hacked by every kid in our family. (laughs) And a lot of people take off that little extra piece of metal on the Bic lighter to make it easier for adults to light.
1: Yeah, so it's a little piece of smooth metal that's kind of in the middle of that striker wheel. And the idea is that you have to push down hard enough so that you're actually moving the striker wheel instead of just sliding your finger along that smooth metal. It's pretty annoying, though.
0: Yeah, you can take it off with a pair of pliers. One of the things that I love about this is even though there's liquid in there, there's virtually no way for it to leak out. And if it did crack or leak somehow, I think it would dissipate pretty quickly.
1: Yeah, it probably would.
0: The Bic Mini lighter has about 1,400 ignitions.
1: Yeah, I'm thinking that would be several large boxes of matches, right?
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, I love that it comes in lots of colors. It's great because it's easier to find in your pack and I've started to avoid buying things in black just because it's so hard to find something black in your pack. A lot of people turn their Bic Mini into a multi-use item by wrapping duct tape around it, which makes it really convenient. It weighs 11 grams or 0.6 ounces and it holds 2.2 grams of fuel. Now there's no safe or easy way to refill a Bic Mini lighter. So once it's done, it's done. However, some people will keep their Bic lighter because it still creates a spark. And that spark Mm -hmm. technically could be used to start a fire, but there are a lot better ways to make a spark if you like to use that method for starting a fire.
1: Yeah, that's for sure.
0: Yeah. If your Bic mini gets wet, you can still use it after it gets wet. Just shake it out. And I've seen someone dry it out by rubbing it along their pants leg till it gets a spark. It will still work eventually.
1: Unlike a match that is just going to turn to goop and no amount of drying it out is really going to help.
0: If you have a Bic Mini and you want to know how much fuel, there's a really simple way to find out the fuel level and that's by holding up a flashlight to it and you'll be able to see the fuel level and know how much you have left.
1: I've tried just holding mine up to the light, you know, up to the sky or something, and and it's really not transparent enough uh, to do it that way. So you really you got to get out the flashlight to get that, you know, extra intense light.
0: So they're going to cost about a dollar each, and the best place to find these is either Amazon or the smokers checkout lane at the grocery store, <laughs> which we all try to avoid, but sometimes that's the best place to find uh, flammable stuff.
1: Yeah. I've always carried matches, and I think it was just a few months ago, you bought some Bic lighters, and so I swapped out the matches in my 10 Essentials kit with a Bic lighter. I mean, that was really the first time I've ever had a lighter in my pack. I guess, I don't know, maybe I just thought, oh, lighters are for smokers, (laughs) and I'm not, so why would I have a lighter? But it really is quite handy. You know, a quick flick of the BIC. There's probably some slogan in there. Oh, my goodness. Anyway, <laughs> a quick flick of the BIC, and you've got a flame. And if you're lighting something quick like a stove, then you've just got a flame for a moment. If you're lighting a fire, you can always turn that flame on, off, off and on as you need it to try to get the fire going. And so it really is quite handy to have.
0: Well, in our experience, we've really enjoyed using the Bic Mini. It works great. It's convenient. It works best if you're lighting something above the Bic instead of below because, of course, flames go up. So the only place where I've had that be an issue is lighting my little cat food can stove where I have to light the Bic and then somehow quickly tip it down into the little cat food stove and light the alcohol and then pull it back out. So, um... You know, that's just something to be aware of. Also, the flame will make the metal, the very top part, um, hot. So don't put it right back into (laughs) your pocket if you've been uh, holding down the flame. Just wait for it to cool down. Also, in extreme temperatures, in extreme cold temperatures, the butane may have a little bit of trouble lighting, so just stick the Bic in your pocket for a while to warm it up, and um, it should work after that.
1: Mm, That's good to remember, the cold temperature stuff. It it changes how the fuel works, so you got to warm it back up.
0: I don't know if this is a pro or a con, but our kids love the Bic lighter. (laughs) (laughs) They are fascinated by it and really... I think if we gave them all Bic lighters, they might miss out on all the scenery around them (laughs) because (laughs) they'd be so intrigued with just flicking the Bic. We do love fire in our family, and we do have a rule about fire. You've heard of the fire triangle? Yeah. We have the fire square. So I tell my kids, in order for fire to happen, you need four things. Fuel, oxygen, heat and mom. And I have no problem with my kids playing with fire as long as I am right there having fun with them, actually.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, that helps us to prevent little uh, mishaps, like when our toddler at the time um, got a magnifying glass and burned a hole in the trampoline in our backyard. Right.
0: So, yeah, we have a special eye on him and He's the one that I really, I want to have. I want him to have those fun fire experiences, but I want to make sure that he knows he can have all the fun with fire as long as I am right there. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Well, can I tell you how my brother lights fires? So he has this propane blowtorch. It's the kind, it's not just a handheld. It's the kind that you attach to a propane cylinder, and then you turn it on and it sounds like a jet engine. And you stick that down at the base of your fire pile and you let it sit there and it's supposed to light your fire. Well, the really weird thing was we did this back around Thanksgiving when we were all together for the holiday. And we um, cranked that propane blowtorch on this kind of wet pile of wood that we'd gathered. And after probably 10 minutes of blowtorching it, we still had no fire. As soon as we turned off the blowtorch, fire would go away. It was the weirdest thing. And so we had to go back to basics and we had to actually start a small fire, gently blow on it, let it get a little bit bigger, feed it a little bit at a time and build it up until we had a fire that was strong enough to, to burn that pile and to dry out all that wet wood that we'd put on it. Sometimes when you go out backpacking, you think you're constrained in terms of the stuff that you can't bring. and hey, you certainly can't bring a propane blowtorch as your fire starter. And yet, I guess what I'm saying is that with the skills that you bring, that small butane lighter is actually the better tool to have than the huge blowtorch with no fire starting skills.
0: Well, we recommend the Bic Mini Lighter. It's, It's cheap, it's effective, it's convenient, it works, and it's small. So it'll fit right in your 10 essentials.
1: Well, What do you have for the backpack hack of the week?
0: Well, this week's backpack hack of the week is disposable documents. You may not want to add the weight or the risk of taking along your wallet, so you can photocopy your driver's license, your health insurance card, a family photo, Make sure you get the front and the back of your driver's license and your health insurance information. Just store it in a small zip-top bag to protect it from the elements, and you have disposable documents.
1: Yeah, that's a great idea to take a copy of your important documents instead of the documents themselves. Um, I'm an information management professional, and it's kind of fascinating to me. I think um, years ago, everyone equated the document with the information so it was really important to have the official document with the seal or stamp or whatever or you know the driver's license with that special laminate on it that has a hologram of your state or whatever and, and that it was so important to have that actual document when in reality it's all about the information it's not the document that matters it's the information contained on the document And so if you have a photocopy of your driver's license, yeah, you know, that's not going to be used uh, to, I don't know, if you show up at a government office with a photocopy of your driver's license, they're probably not going to accept that as your official proof of identification. But when you're out hiking and something bad happens to you and someone needs to identify you, well, a photocopy of your driver's license will be just fine because it contains the information, and then law enforcement can use that information, your driver's license number, your name, your date of birth, to look you up, contact your family, whatever needs to be done. It's the information that matters, not oh, the document.
0: And can I just say, it may not be death where they'll need to identify you. <laughs> it could be that you're unconscious, maybe you're delirious. So, sorry, we're not trying to paint a bleak picture, but... Um, It may be also useful if your pack goes down the river and they need to identify whose pack it is. If you become separated from your equipment, that's another good reason to have disposable documents.
1: Yeah. And especially in the situation of becoming separated from your equipment, I'd much rather have my equipment be carrying a copy of my documents than the real things.
0: Exactly. Because
1: it's enough information for people to find me again uh, without just, uh, you know, stealing the documents themselves.
0: Well, sounds good.
1: Yeah, so when you head out on your next backpacking trip, or before you head out on your next backpacking trip, just take photocopies of those important things like your driver's license and your health insurance card, uh, stick them in your pack, and, uh, and then, you know, basically forget about it after that. They'll be there.
0: We'll leave you with a little trail wisdom from our good friend on the trail, Wallace Stevens.
1: He said, Perhaps the truth depends on a walk around the lake.
0: That's it for today. Thank you for listening. If you liked this podcast, like us on Facebook or review us on iTunes. Hey, thanks for the reviews that are out there already. We'll see you next time on the first 40 miles. Measuring tape or... Or duct tape. Duct tape yesterday. (laughs) A lot of people turn their Bic Mini lighter into a multi-use item by wrapping duct tape around it. It makes it uh, a multi-use item. I just said that. (laughs) (laughs) What else does it make it?